Hey everybody, welcome to TRB. We are back on our normal schedule. It is good to see you. We did take this past Thursday off, so you only got one episode of the Resistance broadcast last week. We hope you didn't miss us too much, but the good thing about us doing two episodes every week is that when we take a semi-breather, you still get an episode that week. So how about that? Uh, but we are here to talk about... I'm John, by the way. If you're new, James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, we're here to talk about the latest in Star Wars news. We got a lot of cool stories we're going to get into. Um, but how are you guys doing? What's going on? Nothing much. Um, I know up here at the top of the notes, you got this whole thing about Tamara Morrison getting the, the helmet and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, what'd you... What do you think about that? Did you watch that video? I did watch the video and it, it's just like, it's one of those things like, uh, where I'm like, Oh, it's like a New Zealand thing. Of oh, there's the dance. Yep. Gotta have the dance. <laughs> they gotta do the dance. <laughs> gotta do the dance. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, a little different than the Boba Fett dance that they had at the star Wars parks, which was more of like a running man. <laughs> the gift. It's a bit different. Yeah. Oh, they don't geez. do that stuff anymore though. Right. Lacey, yeah. that's gone. That's Star Wars weekends. Yeah, that's long yeah. gone. Long does gone. Not, Time to does not exist be serious. Anymore. Everything's Did, canon now, even the theme parks too. Didn't mm -hmm. somebody? Oh, I know what it was. It was um, Maui from uh, Moana. Did the yeah. the dance? You're like, welcome. And they made it like canon or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I thought that was a cool video. He he's seems like such a nice guy, and you can tell he's not a hundred percent like knowledgeable about everything about boba fett because the guy was like look the dent there's the dent and he's like oh oh yeah 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 that's important <laughs> he's just, i think he was kind of overwhelmed a little bit because it, it's just like yeah. everything's happening so fast for him i i don't yeah. i think like the rest of us thought as fans like that character was done and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like nah dog you're back and so yeah. now he's getting all the, his own show he's doing all these interviews he's getting more press and camera time than he ever did for the prequels yeah. so i yeah. think it's just a lot and it's yeah. it seems kind of funny too like in a weird way i kind of feel bad for like daniel logan for instance who played Bobo oh, when yeah. he was young because <laughs> yeah. it's like this guy yeah you're boba fett and i'm like he's kind of Django fett and just through sheer story he's become boba fett too mm -hmm. but it's kind of like yeah. Any other story that would be like a character who played the young version of him when they got older and they wanted to tell more stories when he was older, it would be the same actor. You mean and like, and like dang, like what the or, short yeah. end of the stick, or just another a different adult actor? Like there's, you right. know, it could have been right. They they do that a lot too. Look at John Connor. They're like, yeah, we're not going to bring him back. We're just going to cast somebody else. Well, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm just thinking too much like Star Wars. Like you know, oh, they want an old Luke, so they're bringing Mark Hamill back, right? It's not just like you played the young version, now you're playing the old version, kind of thing. So they should like, have brought Jake Lloyd back to play teenage Anakin at the age of ten. Well, they couldn't do that at the time. I'm kidding. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am excited about their. Uh, I guess people are so hyped about the uh, Han and Leia honey honey hotel honeymoon move book or whatever's coming whatever that is they're gonna make a follow-up where after they have ben solo the three of them are going to go to target shopping for black series figures so it's very exciting that they're going to do that in yeah. the canon story that's the I... joke you came up with that's it. <laughs> they go to target <laughs> they go to target to, to shop for some more merch you had a couple days hoey you could have come up with a better one than that 
Yeah, I was too. I, I was too s- annoyed more than anything. <laughs> such a such a big problem with that, and it, I don't know. Just for whatever reason, it doesn't really bother me. I go, oh, I'm, yeah. They're, they're I think for me, it was the line, James. The it wasn't that it's happening there. Who cares? It's the it was the the sentence after the fact that's like, and now featured in um, Disney's exclusive Galaxy's Edge, blah 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 commercial commercial I commercial. Am, that yeah, is what I'm, bugged me because I was like, this just it's like when you see things. Uh, like if you went to Galaxy's Edge and saw Coca-Cola like they made Coke special to make it feel like you're in the immersive experience but do, we, do, do, pe- do people not Galaxy. see how that's different though and I don't I felt care like there was a the lot of confusion because... per usual where people were defending it being like it doesn't matter where it takes place well and I was like that's not what people are upset about people are upset about the blatant advertising line and then I know John, it's, you had taken it a step further and said it's not just that; it's that a lot of people can't afford this. I think people seem to forget that the majority of the U.S. live paycheck to paycheck and like can't afford things like a six thousand dollars cruise uh, like, for two days. Che- I just want to say cruiser. cheers, cheers to those brave heroes uh, on Twitter who put themselves on the line to defend a two hundred fifty billion dollar media conglomerate company like that. I think Without it was just you, confusion. I think it was like, hey, does it matter where it takes place? I think oh there was a gosh. disconnect per usual. I think but that people didn't understand. It's okay. It's okay to criticize Disney, folks. It doesn't mean people don't like Star Wars. It's okay. When they when they do stupid things, it's okay to criticize them. Um <laughs> James's anyway. face right now. I wish I could just have that on repeat on right he criticizes basis. stuff too what are we talking about here come on yeah but, i need a uh, gif no, of james's face right now just <laughs> <laughs> how dare you say anything bad about no Disney. james makes um, that face anytime you get riled up it's hilarious i always I look just, to james yeah. to see what his I reaction just, is i just know the things that john really doesn't like and gets him fired up and it's usually about the park or some book it's always one of those two things and then when you mix the two it's the dyad oh yeah well there was yeah it's just it's the perfect storm um no but the other thing was like you know people were like oh oh, clearly someone didn't know that they went to black spire and and bat two in the books i'm like yeah i know they did that that's a location isn't the all this thing is all this thing is is a hotel that is all it is black spire is a star wars location so uh, I apologize for those who weren't able to compartmentalize that. But anyway, most people seem to agree with me, and I think that's okay. Uh, if I'm consumers curious. can't criticize, if, if, cri- the- if consumers can't criticize the company, then how are we ever going to uh, get what we're looking for as consumers? I mean, that, I think that's fair. In our email, there's a there's an email from Mickey being like, "You can't come in May." Ha <laughs> ha. And they've denied our tickets to Disneyland because John yeah. is going off on a yeah. tangent. Yeah, oh, please give me a break. You're not allowed I, here anymore. <laughs> I won't. I won't say anything. I won't get into the details. But I got some private messages from people who don't want to put their opinion out there on Twitter. Who were like, "That is really gross." And I hold a lot of those people who send me messages in very high regard. And that's we walk I'm through saying. the gates, and alarm goes off, and it's like, "You're going to Disney jail." Ha <laughs> ha. Just arrest the, the, John. John can't even the, get in the park. Yeah, and they'll charge me like a, they'll swipe my credit card and say it was a, an attraction or a ride. Uh, it does exist because Blake Lively said she went to Disney jail once. It does there exist. You go. All, right. <laughs> uh, all right, but we do have uh, some pretty cool stories to to cover in the realm of Star Wars, so we are excited to get into that. Um, and we're gonna hand it off to James Bainey. 
fights the resistance. Guys, we're going to be talking a lot about Obi-Wan on today's episode, and it all starts with something that um, is kind of one of those weird spots where we're like, I guess it's spoilery, so depending on how strong uh, you feel about this one way or another, um, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like the plot of, so I almost feel like this could be written in that, like, um, what do they call this, like, before a movie where it's just, like, the premise the, the premise of the show or something along the those back, lines? The back of the old VHS box. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a yeah. tagline. It's, like, three sentences. It just kind of explains the movie. It's not a spoiler, but it's, like, this is what happens in the show. So I guess be right. weary of that, and I don't know when exactly we're going to pop in later uh, and, and be done with this story, but... Uh, from now on, we're probably going to address this as like just something that's happening. But anyway, this is a uh, Star Wars uh, Newsnet exclusive about the show Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's that a legendary character is going to uh, have an important role in the series. And that is Princess Leia, right? <laughs> so she's going to be young at this time, obviously. And she's going to get into some trouble and she's going to be need to be rescued. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what we think about that and how it's going to tie into the rest of the series. I'm obviously going to start with John on this, uh, particular story because, you mm-hmm. know, Hey, come on, it's Sean, Star Wars Newsnet, right? So <laughs> John, what, what were your, what were your thoughts on this story? How long have you known? Why didn't you tell us earlier? <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know any of those, any of those questions. I have no answers for those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this so this is the kind of thing where it's like that balance between the secrecy of Lucasfilm and what a normal movie might do. Like I could see this being something shown in the trailer as the kickstart like this happens and he goes on this uh, no, this it triggers everything that happens from here on out. This mm-hmm. this moment, this thing. First episode so I agree for with you, sure. Yeah, I agree with you James in the sense that it is sort of the vehicle and not like this isn't Luke or uh, no, I am your father. This this isn't spoiling some sort of massive plot twist or anything. I think a lot of people assumed uh, Luke and Leia would be in this series. Um, And there was a lot of rumblings a while ago about casting for them. Um, So I don't think there's any, Oh, I can't believe, you know, a young Leia is going to be in this series. We all know that Bail Organa has still kept in contact with Obi-Wan Kenobi um, you know, they haven't completely disconnected over those 10 years. So, uh, I don't think this is anything that's too crazy. The details that we got are interesting. And I think to me, again, sort of like our Rancor story from October, didn't spoil anything that happened in Book of Boba Fett. I went, I knew that story. I wrote that story and I went to that series and everything surprised me. Even when the Rancor like episode happened at the very end, I was like, holy cow, it was amazing. Um, I see this kind of like that and it's cool because, um, and it's a, it does get tricky too, though, and I'll get into that in a minute. But it's cool knowing that we are going to see a, a younger Leia and get to see like sort of like maybe how she like cut her teeth a bit in terms of being a rebel and that sort of thing. How did she get caught? Why did she get caught? Who captured her? Um, and and seeing Obi Wan having to have a reason to get off Tatooine. I think a big beef a lot of people had was, well, the whole story is he stayed there to watch over Luke. Why would he? Mm-hmm. How are they going to do a whole series about this guy who's just supposed to be hiding out? laying low until the moment's right and training Luke and all that stuff. Boom. What, what, what's the only reason that you would have to do that? Because the other twin is in trouble. 
Um, so that sort of like cuts down that uh, defense against doing it. So I like that. And curious to see, you know, again, all, more details about why she got caught and why she's in trouble. But um, I don't think she'll be... I think this will be important for the vehicle of this series, but I don't think this is going to be one of those things where, like, Leia's going to be hanging out with Obi-Wan for six episodes. It's not going to be the professional. Um, it's not going to be the professional. I like that analogy. <laughs> it's not going to be Grogu. She's not going to be, like, the sidekick, the little one that helps out and all that stuff uh, that distracts the bad guys. It's not going to be like that. I think she's going to be in it, serve a good purpose early on to set this in motion to give the story a reason for Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine and it be okay. I think that's going to be what the important factor is. The tricky thing is, which you know with me with continuity, in my opinion, Leia's message to Obi-Wan via the hologram from A New Hope, to me, sounds like she's never met him before. General Kenobi, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to Maybe she join doesn't us meet in him. our fight. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still possible. He, he could <laughs> well, save her and then be like, Bail, go get her, and then never meet her. Oh, maybe he could right. save her I, and and be like she's like who are you and he's like just call me ben and she never how, puts together that that's him that could be very interesting too you're right mm. that that would be another a good way to introduce the ben name that like imagine that's the moment he comes up with the name <laughs> he's like <laughs> looking around uh p tier <laughs> Yeah, Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know what, James? You might be onto something because then that would mean a lot to her once she found out who she was because she does refer to him as Ben Kenobi when Luke goes to rescue her in the Death Star. He says, I'm with Ben Kenobi. I'm here to rescue you. She says, Ben Kenobi, where? She knows yeah. the name Ben Kenobi. She also named her uh, son that. So the Ben. I was going to say, so it might mean that much to her that she names her son that. She um, names so him that after the savior but... that she knew when and she was a child. <laughs> They'll work around it. So it's not that big of a deal. It's just, I, I, I have, I'm not like angry or like stressed about it. I have fun with continuity. I enjoy it. So I like putting the pieces together mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So I'll be curious how I know they'll work it and I'll make it great. I'm just curious how they're going to do that. So unless the pieces um, are a exclusive resort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to find out more about why he named himself Ben, <laughs> you can find out using this holocron from the Space Museum Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's held captive at uh, what's the um, downtown Disney? Oh yeah, to go save Disney her. Springs. Yeah. yeah, Disney Springs. That's where she is, and you had to go save her. Yeah, and then at they the, went uh, together. Tra trading they, they post. Went, they got a dole whip together after. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lacey, what are your thoughts it's on uh, that. <laughs> on uh, Leia showing up in Obi Wan Kenobi and kind of being part of the plot of the series? I think it's exciting. I, you know, I think we're in a point now where Star Wars is looking to bring in kids like they did with the prequels and with the um, sequel trilogy. They had BB-8, which was kind of like a little kid. They're trying to bring in those characters that little kids can relate to. And I think that a little Princess Leia is something that little girls and boys could could look to to be like, oh, I love this character. Um, I think it does kind of add to her character that we see in A New Hope, who's kind of rebellious, going against everything, like very tough. That doesn't just happen. Like that's a that's a lifelong thing of being yeah. like that. Um, speaking from personal example, uh, <laughs> you don't just start acting like that. So uh, it's it's gonna be fun to see the kind of beginnings of that. Um, 
the other thing I was thinking about is that it's kind of cool that it puts this kind of juxtaposition between her and Luke, because when we meet Luke, he's very much like listening to his uncle, following the rules. You know, he's a little whiny, whereas she's like very tough. She's going out and like getting stuck in a cantina, like doing all these things. Um, But yeah, no, I was a little nervous about this report because obviously there are like somewhat spoilers in it. Um, but I don't think it's that bad and I don't think it's going to affect the overall story. I think it's pretty straightforward and I think we could assume that we'd probably see her in some form because we're probably going to see Luke. You can't tell the story without the two twins because that's been his responsibility since they were born. Mm -hmm. Same with Bale. Like, I feel like Bale Organa was one of those people that I was like, yes, he's going to be in this, obviously. You know what the first thing I thought of when I read this? Mm. I was like, you know, it's finally dead officially what? what millie bobby brown playing young leia <laughs> james james playing the long game redemption right now <laughs> your moment has arrived yeah well she's she's what now 28 no, she kidding, now but... yeah she's she's almost she's like one year from the age that she would yeah Leia, she's high school uh, age carrie fisher was yeah yeah but the thing is like so now you have to cast this and she has to be like what somewhere what 10 was that what what we're looking at yeah. yeah, she has to be 10. So Millie Pre-teen. Bobby Brown out. And then once we get the vision of this young Leia, it's that young Leia for the next, you know, eight year or so years. You know, as long as that actress or that young girl will be able to, if they want to stick her into stuff, they could do that kind of like Alden, for instance. You know, they could kind of wedge her in in certain areas. But uh, but it's Someone never going to be Millie Bobby there. Brown. They're never going to like. They're never going to have this young girl, and then also Millie play an in between. You know. Yeah, Cinelinks had one. They had an well, actress um, that they had as oh, sure. that was cast. Um, but it's interesting though that we are falling oh, into. Put, in, in our chat, I put the link to the, oh. the actor's IMDb page who's playing young Leia. It is interesting. We are falling into that thing though that they aren't going past the point of actor oh my god you got me you might as well have made it a rick roll i hate you so the thing is much. the thing is is like i was like i, I don't know what he so sent because it it's not much. it's not official he's acted like it's official and it's not but there but, actually was a name thrown around yeah and it wasn't Who, the one you sent. What I sent. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you so much. Say uh, it. No, it is interesting that they are still sticking by it that. Hey, Fargo. if it's. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Before, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher's age, anything earlier, yeah. they'll cast it. But anything after, obviously, they're not going to touch it. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I sent Steve Buscemi's IMDb profile. For the time. <laughs> you got. Too. You might as well have rickrolled me. Seriously, like I fell right into that. Should we? Have we done a sticker with him as Leia yet? That's a sticker we should do for Patreon. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Can we? Can we not? <laughs> um, I don't know. We have a can lot of stories not? to talk about. Do you guys want to? Can is there anything else yes, you guys James, wanted to add to this? Please move on from this. Please <laughs> move well, on. This. I'll say this: the only the only thing um I think is going to be interesting is. I was looking at like Joe Joby Harold, his writing credits. Yeah. He what a gig to land because he's never written for a TV series before. And I know we covered this when he was hired, but I was just thinking about it because I'm look I'm doing all the checklists, including our next story, which is a huge checkoff. Um, so maybe we can segue right into that. But like Deborah Chow and stuff, I'm feeling very confident about the series. The one thing I'm like, man, this Joby Harold, they must have really found something in this guy's 
pitch to. It's take his over name. The I like the well, name he, Joby. He, was he not also reworking scripts? Like he yeah. was being so handed were, the last script, and he's like, "Okay, cool. Well, I'll I'll fix this up." There were like four writers. Yeah, yeah. There was the movie but, the people did it as the movie first, and then yeah. But by this point, it might as well be adapted screenplay. <laughs> I know, right? It's yeah. so it's been written so many times. They know exactly what at this point. He's not coming up with like a story or a plot or anything crazy like that. He's really just like kind of reworking, and that's probably within his wheelhouse. You know, I don't know. Right? Yeah. Um, all right, but moving on to the next story is we are going to see a uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, <laughs> uh, a big Star Wars composer returning in John Williams to come back for the Obi Wan Kenobi series. I say that because it was kind of a little bit of a rumor a few days before it actually came out, like the real news. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We put out our story that was like exclusive Obi Wan Kenobi story. And then almost immediately after that, like there's this new variety report about John Williams and it was already kind of in the rumbling. So we're probably thinking, um, you know, maybe that was released on purpose. But uh, but anyway, what we have now is uh, a variety saying that John Williams is going to come back to do the theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi, a la something like Solo or even the book of Boba Fett recently uh, was had a theme created, but was not the composer of the show, kind of along those lines. Um, so Lacey, I'm bouncing back at you on this one. Uh, John Williams returning to do the main theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi thoughts. Well, Star Wars is in Star Wars without John Williams. And I know he said he wasn't going to do it anymore after The Rise of Skywalker. So this is an absolute surprise slash wonderful gift we are being given from the 90-year-old composer that not only has done Star Wars, but as everyone knows, has done basically everyone's favorite themes from everything. Um, This just makes me so happy. um, And I love that they're letting him do the themes of these characters that he's so connected to, that he's created kind of like the persona of these characters with the themes that he's made originally for them. Um, I'm just so excited that he's coming back. And I I can't wait to like cry to this music because, you know, it's going to be absolutely beautiful (laughs) because everything he does is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. and I just love that. This is one of those stories that kind of went around Twitter that people were like, oh, this is this may be happening. And then immediately when it got confirmed, I was just like, for once, I'm pumped about what's being said on Twitter. <laughs> like, I'm excited about the rumors people have, because sometimes people put out these rumors that you're like, what? I, I would hate to see this or this sounds crazy. Um, but this is definitely those ones that I one of the ones that I had my fingers crossed when I saw it. So Star Wars pumped. has like a couple of just everyone would if everyone's like fighting like in mean girls when they're all like tearing each other apart like jungle animals there's like two or three things that would make everyone stop and be like oh i'm sorry and it's john williams coming back to do stuff frank oz coming back to do stuff and maybe like mark hamill or something there's like only a couple things or george lucas making an appearance somewhere or something you know but seemingly um, bryce dallas howard has made it into that apparently of late yeah but i'm turning you know what it's like actually if we're gonna stay on mean girls it's where 
Lindsay Lohan's on the stage with the tiara, like that Star Wars fans, and they're breaking up the tiara and handing it out to the certain pieces to people, piece. and it's like yeah. I'm, I'm, one I'm for thinking John of Williams, I'm one. thinking of things that could be considered that, and I'm almost like, man, we should save them and do like a Kessel Run of things that no matter how bad it gets, Star Wars fans always can rely on blank. You know, <laughs> we haven't done a Kessel like, Run in a while, so we'll probably be about, you know. know something that everybody agrees is pretty good. Yeah. Or how about yeah. the things that people will always hate? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> somehow Palpatine has returned. Um, yeah. But uh, but John, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll also say this too. This is kind of interesting, as we know, uh, if you know your Star Wars history, he originally created a theme for Obi Wan, and it didn't get used. I mean, it got used, but it wasn't used as the theme for Obi Wan. It was kind of repurposed as uh, this other type of story or other element in this in the score and now has kind of become known as the force theme so it's like anytime you ever are connected to the force in the movie or the force is present you're gonna hear that music yeah. so um so it's kind of interesting that what he originally visioned for obi-wan probably ultimately became one of the stronger themes of star wars so if he's revisiting it he has a lot to say about that character yeah i don't necessarily think that that was obi-wan's theme because the biggest usage of that in the first movie is luke looking at the setting suns but i um, think it was before it was before right like i think he wrote it to be obi-wan's theme but it seemed more useful there so i don't when know the final it, release came out it was it was like oh well that's not obi-wan's theme but i think uh, it was maybe. originally written know. in his head as obi-wan's theme oh right? interesting oh i don't know that i don't know that um it sure. says it was ultimately repurposed and is currently known as the force theme. That could have been our writer just saying that. I don't know. But I think that's, <laughs> I, that is your writer saying that, but I'm thinking that's based on the story. Yeah. I don't I do know I do feel that. like John so Williams probably is connected to Obi-Wan because they kind of look alike. <laughs> <laughs> could yeah. you imagine he watches the movie and he's like, this is my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Obi-Wan is just, uh, it's so interesting because it's, it's like when a popular band like the singer dies and they get a new singer and they become just as big. That's what's going on with Ewan McGregor right now. Like he is just as much Obi-Wan as Alec Guinness and for some people more so because he's played mm -hmm. him more. Mm -hmm. uh, but you always sometimes the first always carries more weight for the less time they spent. So it's kind of even to me. But it's just one of those things where it's been this perfect ride and this perfect journey and he's at the exact age he should be to be playing this role. Granted, he looks great for his age. Right. Um, but they'll 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 scuff him up and make sure he looks how he needs to look. But back to you know John Williams coming back, you know this is it, it may, it's just a feel good thing. It's a it's a warm chocolate chip cookie on Christmas Eve hearing John Williams coming back to Star Wars. No matter how bad you're <laughs> feeling about anything, uh, the fact that he's ninety, like Lacey said, and still doing this, and he's doing Indiana Jones too, Indiana Jones five. He's doing a, a Spielberg thing, like. Sometimes no joke, like, I feel too tired. I'm in my late 30s and I'm too tired to listen to music. And this guy's 90 writing it and scoring it. And it's just, I, he is an inspiration for that alone. Just like, yeah, I'm 90. I'm not done yet. It's, it's a number. I may mm -hmm. drop dead tomorrow, but I'm not going to stop doing what I love. And I absolutely love that about this guy. And everything you hear and see about John Williams is that he is this humble sweet good man uh the most accomplished major movie composer ever and you wouldn't know it 
uh in how he how he speaks now he he's not one of those like fake humble people who's like oh i'm not that good he like he, i think he understands his talent mm-hmm. and how good he is but how he carries himself is with such class and stuff like that so the whole package of him just coming back and the fact that he didn't just write this he also recorded it he conducted this mm-hmm. theme i'm i'm not positive whether or not he conducted the solo theme i i, I like to think that he did um he did but the i think fact there's that a video of him doing it he conducted the theme too that's I'm pretty good, sure because i wasn't positive yeah. on that so the and fact the that he still had condu- one yeah oh yeah okay good mm-hmm. because the fact that he's still you know conducting it shows that he really wants to make sure it's his mark on this thing because then yeah. they could take it the organic track and mm-hmm. use that in other places forever right uh, so i think that's really important and the last point i think might be the most important for me and i know james you and i got into it a little bit last week when i said this but about this show like really being needing to be a hit with fans and needing to like be good and i think this is one of those things where lucasfilm is not trying to reinvent the wheel or experiment or take chances they are going classic on this what works we're putting into this show and getting john williams to create the nucleus of the score Mm -hmm. to which their actual full composer will branch off of this and weave this theme into things and out use the classic themes as well i think is just a sign that they're like this has to be special this has to be classic we have to get it right whereas boba fett and stuff i didn't really love the music for the book of boba fett i'll admit that not even just the theme a lot of the music from the show isn't very memorable to me um whereas and they wanted to take chances on that and i think that's fine I think I'm leaning more towards Star Wars needs to be more classical music and like the stuff they did with Rogue One with Michael Giacchino is like the stuff that they should be doing for Star Wars. Um, And the fact that they brought John Williams in for this to me gives me more confidence that they're really cherishing and and treating this Obi-Wan series with um, serious gloves here and they want to make sure they get it right mm-hmm. um like they say with a white glove client type of thing so um that gives me a lot of uh, hope and it makes me more excited we're gonna hear new john williams music in 2022 just that's all we need to really think about and that's incredible for imagine Star if he Wars, conducts so. it at celebration uh, oh god like if they, yeah. i mean he's been there before he might yeah that's i true. know and he lives um, he lives out there right so yep yeah it's true what well, one takes thing- an uber over <laughs> one thing you were saying about it needing to be classic is that kind of makes me feel like like they're aware that this show has to be the same as The Force Awakens. We're like we're bringing it back. It has to be reminiscent of what people like about Star Wars. And after we've landed that, then we can take our steps elsewhere, you know what I mean? Mandalorian mm. and Boba Fett have already kind of stepped a little bit, but when it comes to Kenobi, they're they're probably aware that the best way to manage that is how they manage The Force Awakens, which is like kind of that's true and, and you you might get some criticism from that like oh i wanted something cool and it was just like classic kenobi and that's it but i think most people are going to be happy with it right and imagine he like weaves just a little bit of like duel the fates into it very subtly or something <laughs> oh, i don't think God. it's going to be subtle i think that's going to happen when anakin shows up oh but no but I think that'll happen, but in terms of the track of the main theme... I definitely think that's going to be in there. That's the big story point, is that they're going to meet up again. Right. I think what you're saying is in the show... No, no, no. In the theme of the show. 
They're going yeah. to have a point where that is played because the main story point so, is that he yeah. eventually sees Anakin so it'll, again. It'll be like its its own thing and it shows like, like Obi-Wan or whatever, Boba but Fett, when the logo comes up, it'll be like dun 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 dun, dun or something right. and like it'll just be like thing. very clear yeah. like yes. it's there. Oh, okay. I'm agreeing yeah. with yeah. you, John. I'm saying 100% they're going to do that. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> John is like so ready uh, to just argue tonight. That no, I just uh, I, <laughs> I I just want to make sure the things I'm saying are being like understood because yes, I they are. Okay. Because you got to worry about all those tweets. <laughs> <laughs> James, what do you uh, think yeah. about this story? About John Williams? Yeah. It, it it made sense to me. Like when when mm-hmm. they they said it would happen, I was like, oh, I mean that that's. That's a get. Like that's bigger than I thought they were gonna do, and I expected that's to see. That's a get. Yeah. John a Williams get. is a get. <laughs> I mean, it is. Look, hey, no, we know, but it's like. But let's let's wedge this into the next story because that's the kind of thing. Is like I actually was gonna ask you, how do you feel that it's not Giacchino? Oh, for yeah. the next story. So the okay, so yeah, the thing is like, let's just move on to the next story because yeah. I'm. It, what's true is, is John. It is interestingly kind of paralleled here when it says star wars and or uh signs nicholas bertel as the main composer right so it's right. like oh, okay cool that news came in and then you're like well Andor's very heavily connected to rogue one and we got michael Chikino doing that score and it was great and you know people really liked it and he's up there as one of like the big names in hollywood so it was like it almost seems like kind of a letdown to be like oh we're not we're not getting him, you know. And you what I mean? like his the best. We talk about it all the time that you love Rogue I'm, One. I'm I lean towards his stuff in all movies. Like I sure. have become a fan of like all the movies that he's done. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm starting. It's I don't feel like it's very often that you put composers in like your Hollywood all time favorites. You know, directors and stuff like that. Easy actors, obviously, but right. composers don't really make that list. John Williams is one of them, and for me michael giacchino or giacchino is getting there as well what is interesting though is that this particular pick was very was again to use that word is like a get for me because i've i was just laughing that you said john williams was a get yeah (laughs) i know i know like talk just i don't watch success succession but i know that people love that theme and i think it's good and i'm like wow that's really cool and creative and and it's a good song very iconic and i've looked him up to be like if we ever ask the question of who would you like to score this thing or that thing i i've almost thought you know like hey give this person a shot at star wars because they've obviously proved themselves to have iconic music and so when i saw that like my most anticipated project they tagged this person, someone that I've already looked into to be like, give this guy a shot at Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, that's good news. You know, would mm-hmm. I rather it be Michael? Yes. But, you know, kind of similar to the John Williams thing, I think it's very likely that, you know, I mean, who knows? But like, it's possible that Michael could come back, do the main theme for Andor, you know? Right. And then and then let uh, Nicholas take the rest of the show. Book of Boba Fett did that. We're clearly getting that in Kenobi. So it's like maybe we have a couple of these main composers come in, do their thing, and then let other people step into Star Wars loosely um, by, you know, taking 
that main theme and, and expanding it to the rest of the show. Well, and one thing to remember is our interview with John Powell, like we had, he, he gave us like the firsthand sort of experience of working with John Williams and how, uh, accessible John Williams made himself to John Powell mm-hmm. for, uh, mm-hmm. advice and like, you know, what do you think about this? And like, he was very giving and that sort of thing, collaborative. So we will probably get the same thing. Whoever composes Kenobi with uh, John Williams. Uh, yeah. So that's and and that's... and this as well, like Nicholas Bertel doing very well right now. But if he had the opportunity to yeah. work with Michael, it'd be like this is nuts. Like that yeah, would be yeah. amazing sure. and so awesome of an experience for him as well. So it's like there can only be good things from that. So it's almost like I'm I'm putting the prediction out there that Michael Giacchino ends up doing the 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 mm-hmm. main theme for Andor. It seems there's a precedent for that. But right now gosh darn we're stuck with probably the most popular television music theme (laughs) in the last five years easy Mm -hmm. you know so it's like this this person obviously does a lot of really good work and uh in making iconic music so it's like go for it yeah it's gonna be great i'm i'm very excited in that that. story now we're in there yeah 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 in the mix okay john's like i hate this pick get rid of this guy no, John's the no. succession guy. Oh, oh my guy. god! Oh, yeah. oh, I love the succession theme. And mm-hmm. then I listened to like as soon as I heard he was booked for this, I listened to like tracks from Moonlight, Vice, mm-hmm. uh, other stuff. And he's don't won, look like, up was for... good. Yeah, he and he's won awards like Composer of the Year uh, for TV and film for Succession and 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 Vice for film in 2019. He's very accomplished. He has a very very classical sound like almost like more traditional classic than john williams if that makes sense um and i'm curious to see how he weaves his style into like you said james the what we know as the rogue one sound if they're going to keep that cohesiveness because it's surrounding cassian Mm -hmm. um or because it happens before rogue one are we not going to get similar themes that Giacchino used when Cassian went through certain character arcs and stuff? Like, is it going to be because it's predated, maybe not as tied in? Um, Cause like with solo and stuff, they, I don't know that they did a lot of callbacks. Um, not that Han had a theme, Han and Leia had a theme, yeah. but I'm with you though. If they got Giacchino to like work with him, I'd be, I freaking love both of them. I think mm-hmm. Giacchino's amazing. So, and I think he this did is a retweet and... Star Wars News Net story. So, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Who did? Giacchino. So Giacchino did? Yeah. yeah. What? This story. When? Yeah. Well, this we, exact when, story. When we John. tweeted it and when we like did the, I mean, we didn't read, it's not <laughs> an exclusive. <laughs> when we put the story. John, are out, you a part of the Star He quote tweeted it with, with all hands. Oh, I didn't see that. No, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, no. Wow. It's, it's been crazy. But I'm surprised um, you didn't bring all. it up. Now I know why. I was like, how did he not lead with that? No, that. Well, I try. I, yeah, I'm trying to do less and less focus on Twitter, but um, I'm just saying from a Star Wars Newsnet perspective. No, that's it's amazing. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I saw it. I saw it because I follow him on Twitter and I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. That's our story that he he quote tweeted. So I sent it mm-hmm. to the group and saw a couple James of people yeah. like what that's awesome. oh when did you send that i'm bummed i missed that a couple nights yeah. ago 
Geeking. Um, the other thing too is like this is a classical score, so you know we went different directions with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, and maybe that's like the Favreau sort of verse. And yeah, I don't think you that. can go a different direction with this. It's Obi Wan. It's yeah. people are having a certain expectation when they go into I, this. I don't like to be narrow minded with with stuff. Oh, sorry, Andrew. um, I try to be open minded, but with Star Wars, yeah, I think with Star Wars it works best with classical music for me. So because mm. there's like no doing that. To me, to me, the reason those two shows would be different is because there was no precedent for Mandal- Mandalorian. There was, and if there was a precedent, were you going to say Mandalor- Fett, <laughs> No, I was going to say Mandalore. Oh, um, there was no precedent precedent for the Mandalorian, and if there was a precedent for Book of Boba Fett, it's Mandalorian. So the music right. was like fine to do whatever you wanted, but in this two cases with Kenobi and Andor, the precedent is the movies. Like we've already and they gotten. Have, like, nominated tracks like you know yeah award nominated tracks and they they just have a certain vibe like when i think of rogue one i i think of that music being associated with the character of andor also the same for solo solo had a very cinematic um soundtrack because it was based on the movies that we already had with with solo you know that character solo um but these other like the mandalorian and book of boba fett and stuff i know I know he's in the movies, but you know what I mean? It's like, it was kind of this own world that was a little bit separate and they could be separate. Random um, note, Han Solo definitely sounds like Star Wars and Indiana Jones had a baby. Yeah, I I think, so, I like the Solo soundtrack, but I actually think the main theme, number one, I think it gets used too often in the score. Like, it, I think it's mixed in too often. Um, and the the one little twist to it too is I think it sounds a little video gamey. Like it, like Uncharted or something. Oh, really? No, no, I just think it sounds like no, Star Wars like, and Indiana Jones. No, for sure. But I, I like it. Almost feels. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it just the 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 you know it feels very in your face with that. Interesting. This is the first I'm hearing of that. Really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I ever said that. Theme park take doesn't seem so spicy, does it? Haha, <laughs> you've been kicked out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the solo soundtrack. I, I disagree with you. I like the solo soundtrack. He didn't say he didn't like it. He was just yeah. saying what he noticed about it. Yeah, so it, I feel like you could put on almost any track, even the extended version, and somewhere in there they're going to mix in that theme. And I was like, I think it's a little too bled in. Um. Whereas Rogue One didn't really seem to it had it occasionally made it, but it wasn't like every track mm. felt like. It well, had. you're also on record saying the Rogue One score is better than the Last Jedi, so I I I'm not afraid of that one going there. I'm absolutely <laughs> standing. I my know. Ground on that that's one. what I'm just saying. You're, I would actually say that Harry too. To be honest, to music. yeah, I would the, say Rogue Lacey, One's better than Last that, Jedi. That's an that's an older take, but the thing was for me was I said there was the Force Awakens, and that's undeniably the best right with ray yeah and then yeah because you had all these new themes but <laughs> yeah. then eight and nine was didn't best really felt like they were they weren't included giving you anything new it was the right. same themes again and again and i was like i would argue solo is better than eight. last jedi and rise of skywalker oh the rise of skywalker score is really good i think solo is better than rise of skywalker it would be interesting to re- again it feels like a best these, hit but, yeah like not revisit, like listen to them, but revisit them in the sense of the podcast. Talk about like, them. I like them all yeah. so much. I, I I feel like I like whatever one I'm listening to in that moment. I'm like, no, wait, this is this is the one. 
Like, the one I listened so to the most positive well, it was right Rogue now, One, but then like Solo really after that. More that so than any other of the sequels. Yeah. Um, hey, we got other stories though. Uh, and we want to talk hey. a little bit like way out in left field. Uh, not the Mandalorian, no precedent. This right is way out the there. Outer rim. Yeah. And uh this is just a rumor too, so it's not like it was something reported, but there is kind of this thing, if you're paying attention to like Star Wars leaks and rumors and things like that, that there's this unannounced Star Wars series that um that's just kind of floating around and there were a lot of casting details that kind of surfaced uh recently and we could we could go through them. I don't think you need to know them. The the gist of what we're looking at though is a, a group of kids uh yeah. based on the uh project title. Um, it's a kind of, it seems like it's a reference to a, uh, a Simpsons episode. Grammar rodeo was what it was. And in the Simpsons episode, it's a bunch of kids and they were like put on this mysterious kind of adventure thing. So all of it seems to line up as it's like, uh, a stranger things, Harry Potter, anything you want to say with like a group of right. young kids. But the right. most interesting Goonies, thing about it, anything yeah. is Goonies, that it seems yeah. like it's connected to the high Republic. That's the time frame that we're talking here. So if they are going to do a series um then we're talking about the second but possibly first show that's truly set in the high republic so it's kind of interesting and it seems fairly legitimate what we're seeing right now so um i'm gonna go uh to john on this one first what, what were your thoughts about this like is this a story for you is this hearsay what, what's going on i don't know i mean i like the goonies i like stranger things i like those sort of um coming of age stories um because you know you you know i grew up in a neighborhood when i was younger on long island where you'd you know, take your bikes and you go somewhere with your friends and try to get in a little bit of trouble and those are relatable stories for kids and i think that's a good thing to get to to make things to to get the next generation of kids into star wars i think that's important um i think that means a lot to george lucas he, he always meant it for that sort of story for kids to be able to use as a guide of like how to do right versus wrong. So I think that's cool. It does seem very stranger things to me. And that would make sense because stranger things is like just this absurdly massive hit. It's like the, the Beatles of Netflix. It's crazy how people are so hyped Until squid on game. Right. Squid game. Yeah. Um, I finally don't make a squid game. They make a star James, Wars. Squid game, welcome. Like... Welcome <laughs> to oh, the current did, yeah. year <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> yeah, no. I think they're making more of that too. But uh, they um, called it the Squid Game Universe. It's going to be a universe of itself. Cinematic. Everything's universe. a universe. The SQU. No, the yeah. S. The SGU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the SGU. The head of Netflix was like, "We're <laughs> just getting started of the Squid Game Universe." And everyone was I like, "I like what? SQU better because it's like the first three letters of Squid too." Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll do a ding multiverse do, and they'll be like a bunch do, of different ding squids. Do, yeah. So back to this. Um, Let's just talk like about four, Squid Game instead. <laughs> four 11 and 12 year olds and then a male who's between 30 and 50. That's like the exact cast of Hopper. Stranger Things. Yeah. They were like, so, look, we need a squi- we, Squid Game. We need a Stranger Things show. Yeah. Here are the characters. Just redo yeah. that. We I need think like it's five Goonies and a chunk. <laughs> yeah. oh, no not a chunk uh, yeah. what's his name crunk chunk sloth crunk sloth that's what I'm thinking of you were close rocky road <laughs> yeah that guy um, no I, I think this is fine if it's true uh, I'm, I remember when 
the High Republic was being put out, they said it was just going to be books. But I, you know, we all kind of knew that they would have to expand this. So uh, I find that interesting. Did they say, James? Does it say whether it was live action or animated? I'm not oh, positive on that. I but. assumed live action. It's live because action. They were- because they were casting, which I know you could cast a voice, but it They're seemed to me kids, like when yeah. You, yeah, when you were reading the ca- when I was reading the casting thing, it That's seemed true. like the they were looking for like physical. Live action. Yeah. So yeah, if it if production is starting in June, we should be finding out le- some legitimate info about this. Um, hopefully soon. Um, but it's very curious that that is something that might be happening. There's another rumored movie that's being created for 2024 now. And yet here we are still nothing on like uh, announced stuff like Lando and, and that sort of thing. So I'm curious if they shift shifted things up, especially, you know, Rangers of the New Republic got kind of put on the shelf. So a lot of things in the mix. Um, but this would be a good way for, you know, people who don't keep up or don't really read the High Republic stuff to get a taste of that era. And maybe those people will then say, I like this. Now I'll dip into the books or something like that, you know, as a springboard. So this is all seems like pretty cool stuff to me. I, like I said, I like these types of stories. It makes me you know, remember being a kid um, riding the bicycle around with with some pals. So if it's that, then that's sometimes that's all it needs to be for Star Wars. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Lacey, thoughts on the rumored show? I'm just thinking about Squid Game. <laughs> the show could be Squid Game. Um... This is exciting. So all these kids are going to try to kill each other. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think this is exciting Perfectly for cut kids. The pastry. Yeah. yeah, I you know, I think when you look at Star Wars it's meant for kids, it's meant for families and a lot of the stuff lately has definitely skewed more adult like Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, yeah, there's Grogu, Baby Yoda and stuff, but even then it's like there's kind of deeper themes there and and more stuff for adults. Um so this would definitely be cool and like John said Stranger Things is like a massive hit. I think it's a little past its its hitness, which someone's sure. gonna get mad at me for that. I, I, I never think finished season three. Yeah, it's just kind of it, it was there, it was a hit, and now we've moved on. But uh, I I don't think the kind of grouping of kids will ever go away. Like that's always gonna be cool. Like Goonies, like we said, Stranger Things, stuff like that. Uh, the newest Ghostbusters movies, which, which I finally saw, like that group of kids getting in trouble is always just a really relatable story. Um, I know for me growing up, I didn't have like a ton of friends. So like seeing movies like this, I was like, oh man, group of kids running around. That's so awesome. Dream, you know, um, that'd be great. I, I really enjoyed how they they actually do have a listing for a character that's non-binary. So there is some representation here of all different backgrounds and, and experiences for kids to relate to. I know that's a, a big thing for not only us as fans but you know kids need to see themselves represented on screen so that's really good um and i'm sure people are going to be really pumped about that the other thing is this is kind of being pitched at obviously as a rumor but as a lighter side to the high republic compared to like acolyte which might be on more of the darker end like i was saying like skewing more adult so it might complement that a little bit better um so that disney isn't just pushing all this like adult killing death you know we get to have a little bit of fun here and there (laughs) which i'm hoping you know that's what makes star wars so great are those comedic relief moments is the bb8 r2d2 c3bo and i feel like some of the best moments in the mandalorian and book of both that for me at least were those happy joyful moments that you don't always get i feel like i'm more heartbroken lately with star wars than like joyfully happy uh, so this is something that seems like it would be just like a really fun ride the whole time. Yeah. The interesting thing, thing too, that I thought was um, 
and I kind of said this when I was announcing the story too. Right. I, we don't really know how much the Acolyte is going to be connected to the High Republic because the date is like very clearly the end of the High Republic. So mm -hmm. I don't really know that if that show comes first, that people will still really feel like that was like, oh, what is this High Republic thing? Like we might hear the name a couple times, but it might just be kind of like an introductory thing because that's not going to feel like what the books have set up at all. Mm -hmm. um, so my thought was that if this show exists, having kids uh, be your main lead for it, it could work as like an introduction to this for the mainstream audience. Right. And then those kids can can grow older and they can continue to tell those stories uh, that and build on that world and will feel like um, just the same way as we got like young Mark Hamill, young Carrie Fisher, and then now they've grown old, like the High Republic will have become something that we felt like we grew up with it as well kind of thing. Sure, sure. Um, so I feel like starting off High Republic stories in live action with kids is probably a good move because it will speak more to the younger audiences than it will the adults. Yeah, it might be their Star Wars. connect with like mm -hmm. Avar Chris or something, you know. Like, yeah. you know, the sequel trilogy is someone's Star Wars. The prequels are someone's Star Wars. This could be theirs. That'd yeah. be cool. And also, who knows, too? Like, maybe these kids are the younger version of Avar Chris and Stellan Geos and stuff yeah. like that. Like, we, we don't, just don't know, know. That, yeah. that they're setting it at a specific time to introduce right. us to those characters. And if you want to know how they turn out, you got to read our books. John's frowning right now. Um, but <laughs> what are you talking about? He's Why do you joking. do this every time? He's every time. joking. Yeah, they don't know that. They think, oh, they're best friends. He must know that uh, he, he hates all these books. Okay, Get out audio of here. listeners. No, he's I joking. Here. I was I was saying in reference to if you want to know more about this, you got to buy our product. Oh, also joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the. Uh, the the show i hope it happens um it seems like it could be a really cool thing but right now it's just a rumor and um we also wanted to talk about this, this is another interesting little piece of star wars news here mm -hmm. um if you saw last week the old republic video game has a new expansion called the legacy of the sith and <laughs> it was a big thing they did like this uh this stream uh, to when the video was going to premiere and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I mean, it's Legends, you know, and I don't pay as close of attention to that, but I'm always interested to see like what they come up with because these cinematics and stuff are just all really cool. I love them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I watched this thing and then I was like, man, that was really awesome. And then like a few hours later, I'm seeing on Twitter people congratulating a, a friend of mine, you know, a friend of the podcast uh, Alex Backus uh, from the Black Series Rebels, who yeah. wrote it, like wrote well the whole done, thing. Well done, Alex. Yeah, it was nuts. And um, you oh, know, they do the snaps over there. Yeah, they do the snaps. Oh, they do. And it was just crazy. Oh, like, so I, minty, fresh. Yeah, I. Uh, I that was wrote very him. minty and fresh. Yeah, I wrote him, <laughs> and I was like, dude. So what? Like, how did this? How did this happen? And he's like, yeah, you know. And he's giving me all these details and stuff, like, you know all these personal details like, oh, the character's named this. I created that Jedi. She's, you know, she's named this for this reason and stuff. And I'm just like, that is just so awesome. And it, it just, just reminds me that everyone should celebrate other successes. We all oh, succeed. Yeah. 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 But, um, but, you know, shout out to him and, and more success in the future. Like maybe this is just the door for him to continue to write more Star Wars and even bigger properties like we might be seeing, you know, 
someday down the line he's writing one of these live action TV shows or something. That'd Insane. be awesome. Um, one last really Congrats, quick thing Alex. too. Yeah. Way to um, go, Alex. Way to go. Minty uh, fresh. One, one last thing, just really quickly to wrap up the resistance report is that we got our first official synopsis. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, for uh, <laughs> the Obi Wan Kenobi comic. Um, and it seems very heavily set on what I think a lot of the fans are expecting out of the show. Uh, and I'm glad that the comic is going to give you that. And it almost feels a little bit like, Hey, the show's not going to do what, what you've asked for, but we have this other thing to showcase that Obi-Wan is very lonely and meditative and diving into the force and his trauma and other things like that. And all the things in his past, like, uh, I think that this comic is going to be that story for the people who were maybe hoping the Kenobi show would be that. Um, but I'm glad that they're doing it this way and letting the Disney plus show be what it's going to be. Um, uh, but I didn't know if you guys have any quick thoughts on the synopsis for the Kenobi, uh, you know, comic series that's coming out. Anything not really. Else? I'm just pumped that, like you said, that's not what we're getting with the show. I'm sure we'll get a little of that, but that's not the priority of the show. It seemed to me like an answer to, you know, what I've heard for a long time, like, this is what the Kenobi show needs to be. And I'm like, that would be nuts. Why would they do that? That would be right. so l- right. slow burn. It's like, it's not that it wouldn't be good, but and it's obvious. just it's not going to pull in yeah. Disney Plus audiences and stuff. Um so I, I, you know, I'm glad that they're still saying that was Obi Wan. Like Obi Wan does do the these things. This happened in his life, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be the focus of our show. John, are you on the same page for that? Um, yeah, I I did have concerns of them going to this like depressed state yeah. in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, and I'm hoping that they're not. So maybe this is a way for fans to get that, like you said, the outlet. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's it for a resistance report this week. Uh, we do want to get to our next section, though, because, uh, uh, it, first of all, it's awesome to do the Patreon pod race, but also we got some great questions at the end, so stick around. Lacey, what's up? All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, ring the bell for notifications so you don't miss anything because sometimes YouTube like doesn't tell you when stuff gets posted. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Make sure to follow us there because we do do a lot of contests and whatnot um, with multiple chances to win. Um, if you want more than that, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast starting at $2 a month. You support us here and what we're doing. Uh, talking about Star Wars and geeking out with you guys uh, with videos, weekly videos and uh, mailings and Discord access and all this other stuff. Um, And then it's just kind of helping support us leading into what's coming the rest of this year, which is crazy Star Wars stuff. Uh, So we're really pumped, you know, with celebration and everything that you guys support us and let us do those awesome events. That being said, this is a part of the show that our generals and spice runners get to take part. So first, I want to thank those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, John Reese, sorry, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, Danny, Mike Remore? Remori. Remori. Mike. Oh, I'll get it next time. Matt Heath and Val Trishkoff, thank you guys so much. As general. Who likes you better now, Mike? 
And he still loves me. Uh, Spice Runners, David Provost, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy. Thank you guys so much for keeping it spicy. Yeah. This week, we have General Matt Chitty. And I want to start off by saying, happy birthday, Matt. There it you was go. your birthday, birthday last Friday. Matt. So this is coming out after your birthday. However, we still hope you had a wonderful day, uh, and we really appreciate you being a part of the resistance. I'm sure we, you know, wished you a happy birthday like crazy in the Discord and whatnot. Uh, that being said, your question this week was, aside from Qui-Gon, what is one familiar character you would love to see make a surprise appearance in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? So, Matt, take it away. Hi, guys. Um, thanks for posing me the question. Really had to think about this one, but uh, for me, a special surprise cameo would have to be Tarkin. Um, I love the book of Boba Fett's put us in a place where pretty much anyone's possible. Palpatine, Jabba, Yoda, none of those would surprise me. I think we're at that stage where the galaxy is heavy on the Empire. That's going to lay in play into Obi-Wan's guilt and PTSD. I think Tarkin's the perfect person to have as that figurehead of the empire without overusing vader similar to the bad batch he can then pass that off to other subordinates um also be an interesting upgrade after rogue one they can then utilize it again in in andor perhaps but uh yeah thanks for all that you do and uh thank you trb and uh, happy birthday lacy speak soon bye Nicely done, Matt. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes as well. It was also my birthday this past weekend. <laughs> hey. I'm old. Okay, John, what'd you think? I was going to do... Well, I was going to Were you going to embarrass me? Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Lacey. Thank you so um, much. <clears throat> um, Yeah, I, I really like your answer, Matt. I think... I mean, I'm a big Tarkin fan. I think what they did with Guy Henry in Rogue One was revolutionary. Um, and now, like you say, with the technology they have, even just five years later, they can really give you a identical Tarkin. Uh, I mean, it was so good in Rogue One. And when you compare that to what they did with the Leia in Rogue One, like they did a great job with the Tarkin. And if they could use this technology in addition to what they did then, it would be almost like scary. Be mm. Like probably even better than the Luke thing. So I'm all for that. Uh, I minimize Vader. I agree. Uh, he wasn't in a new hope a lot. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think that's great. I think that's a good way to, to keep the empire, a big presence in the show. Uh, I think that's a fantastic answer and, uh, RIP to the razor crest, but uh, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, I know we, we hit you up probably in the chat. So, uh, but I hope you had a great one. Thanks for repping us across the pond, man. You are such a, an awesome star Wars fan and, uh, you're such a nice guy and I appreciate you uh choosing to support us at this level thanks man um yeah ha happy birthday lacy <laughs> thank you so much but also happy birthday matt <laughs> uh and happy birthday matt yeah um no I, I i like this pick as well um and i i think just uh john might say this a little bit later but i think we're we're you know aiming to have this a little bit even more of like a conversation next thursday right um a little mm -hmm. bit tied into this uh but it, it is interesting that's a good pick i think there's going to be an upgrade in technology and um it the the only thing that scares me is is it being so obvious that there would be like a change like if they did this 
you know, then you go back and watch Rogue One and it would be like stark difference. But I don't think they even cared when it came to uh, Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Like they were willing to be like, nope, that looks better than the old one, you know. Um, so I, I think they're willing to just grow and make every every uh, new version of a character around. And, you know, theoretically, they already have the permission of the estate to use the likeness and such. So um, this actually makes a lot of sense. So it's a very good pick, very strong pick. And I'm almost starting to lean towards like, likely pick you know like tarkin is the man at this time you know uh working Mm -hmm. his way up um so coincidentally also thrawn was around at this time too so it's like kind of interesting and and tricky so uh but uh but yeah uh good pick and uh thanks for being a spice runner matt great pick i think that's something that could be really cool in that series to see tarkin again um i love your razor crest Awesome. Very cool as well. Uh, I just really love that we're birthday buddies. <laughs> selfishly cool right now that I'm like kind of giddy about it. Uh, you're awesome. You have great hair. I've said that before. Way to go. Uh, we're now going to head to other people in the community. John? I have red hair too. Matt has really good hair. I have a red sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, James, you true. have good hair uh, too, James. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so I was going to say this now, but happy birthday, Lacey. Hope you had a wonderful birthday. Thank Did you. Did you do anything special uh, as your first birthday as a mom? Anything different? Oh, my gosh. That's weird to say. Um, but true people always, I know, people always ask me, like, do you feel different? And I'm like, not really. Yeah. I mean, it's not really. Uh, yeah. I just hung out with family. Very good. Just hung out. Very good. Ate some cake. Had a good day. The classics. Thank you all yeah. for your happy birthday wishes on social media. Appreciate it. I tear up every year like a total well, loser sitting in my house. So thank you sat- very much. Saturday Saturday birthday Film though. That's it. nice. Film you get you get one of those every seven years or whatever. So yeah, my birthday's weird that it it usually is the next day. So next year it will be Sunday. Then it will be Monday. Then it will be Tuesday. Then it'll be Wednesday. That's every birthday. I wonder what my I don't think so. Is it? Year. Am I being dumb right now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Lacey thought for whatever reason, February 19th. She's like, it's so weird how the next year my is birthday really? is on the next day of the week. Is it really? <laughs> That's everyone except a leap year. It gets tw- you add two days. Are you ca- you seriously thought it was just that date? Like it was some sort of cosmic thing with the calendar? <laughs> I don't know if we should give you an ask the resistance question after this. She's like, it's so weird. Last year, my birthday was on a Friday. And then I looked at the 2023 calendar and it's on a Sunday. Like, yeah, it's, what? I just looked up mine and coincidentally this year, my birthday is going to be on Christmas. So that's cool. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I feel oh. so dumb. Oh, you should. Oh. I had one of these moments the other day, but I can't even talk about what the topic was because it was just that dumb. I just, I'm getting dumber in my old age. Well, you could tell us. Was no. it with us? No. Oh. Right. I'm just dumb. You don't want to tell, you. Long you don't story want to tell short, the audience? I'm just dumb. Not really. All right. We all have those moments. I, I, I've, uh, I've had those where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I just asked that. Like, you know? <laughs> We all have that. I win. Um, I ask those questions all the time. But we do have questions that 
aren't dumb. And I think You're there's right. three of them right here. So, yes. uh, and this is, this is a little bit longer of an episode, but this is sort of our, um, make up for not being It's the Lacey Giller and birthday Thursday. bonanza. Keep yeah, listening. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. That's the title of the episode actually for the SEO, you know, everyone's looking up that birthday that changes. That uh, changes every the, year. The next it's day the, of the next week every day. Year. Just Does that watch really that happen? Le- I thought mine was like... <laughs> watch out for that leap year, Lacey, because it'll get you. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Um, Alright, oh, so geez. Darth Rosie is up first, uh, and thanks for the question. They asked, there was a lot of talk about Boba being blocked out of his own show. Do you think Star Wars would benefit from shifting to naming their movies and series after periods of time versus character titles? Um... No, not, not, I mean, I'll take this one. I think we'll each take one, but, uh, I, I would say no, not necessarily. Um, I didn't really see Boba as being blocked out of his show. I think this series was always understood as a, an in-between series between seasons of the Mandalorian. So weaving Mando back in made sense. Um, there was a lot, I mean, there was a lot of Boba Fett in this series. We've had 15 minutes of Boba Fett over 40 years before this, and now we have hours of Boba Fett. So, um, I think that was that, that complaint was a little bit much, uh, in my opinion. I mean, I understand how people feel, feel the way they feel, but I think if there's a show centered around somebody, it's okay to, to have it named after them, and um, maybe they're not a, a focal point of one episode or something. We've seen that for a lot of series over the years. You know, there's been episodes of MacGyver that didn't have MacGyver in it. You know, it's just... Sometimes that happens. Um, now, if they do that to Kenobi, big trouble. But I doubt they will. Um, so that's my answer. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you think about that. But why? Why? What's the matter? James just made this face. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Because you just down, you downplayed it a little bit. It was like you said it was like one episode. It's like, well, it was two episodes, two out of like seven. So almost like a third of the series. And then you're like, but if they do it to my boy. <laughs> well, he, it's no, gonna he, go down and I'm like no, he was, what's the difference well the difference is Obi-Wan Kenobi is a main character Boba Fett is not a main character that's the difference but we're doing yeah okay right right I just yeah. I, I think the question is just themed around like uh, you're naming the show after this character and this character wasn't in it for X amount of time so it, it's a problem if they do it to Kenobi sure. but not a problem if they do it to sure. Mandalorian or something you sure. know it's like I don't think we're talking about the importance of the character necessarily. We're talking about the title and how it covers the character's story. My hands are sweating from how dumb I am. I'm going to pop in after James gives his answer. I'm just very non-precious about Kenobi, and John is apparently more precious about Kenobi than I James, so so just for our audience understands, James hates everything about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Anything about the character hates it. True. I tweet yeah. like Kenobi sucks hashtag like three times a day <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I did laugh at James's Super Bowl tweet that he was like, apparently Kenobi's the goat, but let's see what this hashtag's all about. And then it was actually goats, which I'm surprised we didn't even talk about that. That Disney did a whole ad about goats, and that's what we're getting with Aquafina. Marvel fans got like full cinematic trailers and a poster and all this stuff, and they were like. But look at well, the stormtrooper dressed up goat. When I tweeted that, I hadn't seen all the other Disney Plus ones, so I'm like, yeah. I'm like literally trying to wrap my brain around what makes sense. Why is there an emoji 
of a storm, a goat in a stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> and I'm trying to like connect that to everybody's top rumor, which is we're going to see a Kenobi trailer. And I'm like, the only connection I can come up with is they call Kenobi the goat. Like fans do that. So is Lucasfilm leaning into this? But then it turned out. Let it me, was just let me get, let me get my series. soapbox out from under my desk. <laughs> and then I'll tell you guys why they don't need to, you, you don't deserve a trailer or anything. Get out of here. All right. Next question. I did have to laugh though that Disney saying they had the greatest of all time made it Is less by. cool when they say that stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, John. <laughs> uh next question is by the Max Rebo Experience. That's James, and I believe. They asked James Bainey. Not me. No, James, oh. our patron. Yeah. Well, the question is, why does Obi-Wan Kenobi stink? So, maybe it's our James. No, that's you. actually our patron James. <laughs> no, kidding. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, he, yeah, he changed his name on Patreon, too. That's how I knew. Yes. Um, but he, who's a big Max Rebo fan, I guess, asked, who has a better chance of being the big bad, aka major villain, in the post-episode 9 universe ray or grogu who has a better chance lacy you could take this one so i want to say neither because i don't think that's going to happen and i know we've had this discussion in episodes before where james yes you've pitched both and i know james (laughs) you did pitch the grogu one i remember specifically i know we've discussed ray going bad and how Mm. maybe she could have done in the sequel trilogy or whatever but for the sake of this question, which is an interesting one, I'm going to say probably Grogu. I can't see Ray doing the whole bad thing again. I think we've been there, done that. So, yeah, probably Grogu if we're going to do something that, like, he's the bad guy. How old is he going to be at that point, though? He's going to be, like, what, 80? Yeah. 90? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So, I guess, like, what does that convert to in nine Yoda species? <laughs> like nine-year-old yeah that, <laughs> that's true because if yoda was 900 he would be equivalent to about nine or 90 if you like take every hundred years is a year or yeah. 10 years interesting but yeah i would say grogu probably and, and i think james made the best pitch where he's like he doesn't understand what his power is you know how strong he actually is and that's what drives him to be more of the dark side whereas we've seen Gene that Gray. kind of temptation with ray um that w- I don't think we'll see that again. I think she's she's our hero moving forward. Again, James, do you have still. any? Do you, do you want to answer this one? <laughs> I could throw out my thoughts. John, every <laughs> Patreon video, John interrupts anytime I ask a question like this, and I'm like, John, stop! And then the time he it happens to him, he has to now make a point of every question. Well, the Patreon video is way more casual. That's for the patrons. That's that's the ham it up. Get going, Hoey. You got one question left. Um, this is a perfect person to ask this question to James Beanie. Kylo 10 at Fulcrum Andor, uh, the world famous Ashley who put James on the spot at Celebration Chicago. But About this Kenobi, time, right? Yes. She asked him why he doesn't like Kenobi. <laughs> she asked him that the other day too. It's like a consistent yeah. question. So, but, but this time, and she didn't even know this was going to James, but that's how fate has it. Uh, she asked, to what extent do you think Ahsoka will be a rebel sequel so the series ahsoka um will that be the main plot of the show or will there be something else going on so james what do you think do you think uh, ahsoka is in fact the de facto rebel sequel um 
And so then I'll give the, my thoughts after. You yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. Because uh, we're all cool with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the interesting thing, I've thrown out this kind of theory before, is like Star Wars fans speculate based on what we know. So I, even the thing that I was talking about before with Obi-Wan is I think like they're going to write a new story for Obi-Wan, but what do we think the story is? Well, we probably would write that he's going to be doing what we've imagined him to be doing for, you know, 40 years or whatever. And, uh, and every time there's a new character that has a mask on, we're always like, Ooh, who could it be? And like, for some reason, just any literal, any new character in the entire universe, it could be, or it could be like one of the 200 characters we are aware of in the, you know, that would it's make Ray's sense. mom. Yeah, exactly. Like we have to, we have to like put the box in because we only know what's in the box and we're not like creative to go like outside of the box because only the people writing the show is what it is right now. My gut says, yes, it makes sense. It seems like they're leading in with Thrawn and some other stuff and, um, it seems like based on who they're casting, like, well, they're, they're, oh, you have some Rebels characters coming in. And Rebels left off on a note that felt very like, we're going to finish this story later. So when does that story get finished? You, now you're given our own show, and it seems like you're casting people from Rebels. It, it just seems to tie in too well. But will there be something else going on? It's very likely. It's almost it's almost hard to bet against there's going to be this other thing that is the theme for the Ahsoka show, but it's hard to say what that is because we're not writing it. You could, they could write anything they want, right. especially in this time frame too. Like it's pretty open ended to be whatever they want it to be. Um, but I think that will themes from rebels and some of those answers uh, or some of those questions and unresolved things get, resolved in that show yes i think it will be but will we look back at the ahsoka show as like well that was just a rebel sequel no because i don't think it's going to have Hera in it. it's not going to have kanan in it it's going to be its own thing that is really truthfully about ahsoka or they would have called it something different right good answer right. just family feud it good answer good answer good there answer yeah uh survey says the show's over so right. thank you to everybody for listening and watching uh being a part of trb we appreciate it very very much this is a pretty full episode so we hope you enjoyed it um and and thank you for just uh having joined us through the whole run of the book of boba fett with the mando fan show that was a lot of fun uh we definitely have more live streams coming in the future so uh if you haven't had a chance to partake in those think about that going forward but just know that those things always end up on the podcast feeds as well and on our channel but ultimately we just want to thank everybody for uh supporting us and checking out that as well as of course our main trb episodes um make sure you also do head to starwarsnewsnet.com i got the shirt on right now for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more i need one uh, of those you shirts. can find me on twitter at johnny hoey writing and editing at starwarsnewsnet.com and my movie podcast just like the movies uh, where we're doing our next episode. I think it comes out tomorrow on Speed. Keanu Reeves. Wow. Who a lot of people want in Star Wars. But I don't know. Maybe he's, he's he missed his window. But I don't know. Um, he seems like a great guy, though. Um, he his window. You think he missed his window? No, maybe not. You could be like 80 and be in Star Wars, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. 
All right. And another year wiser, Lacey Gillerin. How about you? Would we say wiser? <laughs> well, not after this episode, folks. <laughs> more, more like Budweiser. I don't even so know what that means. Ev everyone in the comments, just let Lacey know, <laughs> since her birthday was on a Saturday this year, what uh, day of the week it's going to be next year. So she knows. The funny thing is, is when my my sister's partner listens to this, he's going to tell my sister what I said. And I'm going to get a text from my sister being like, what are you doing? Because she has known every dumb thing I've ever said. And it will just add to the list of terrible things. <laughs> anyway, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, hopefully not saying completely dumb things at Lacey Gillerin. Yes, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday where we're getting back into our normal Thursday routine. So the episode will come out Thursday morning, um, but we're going to have our discussion. And our discussion on uh, Thursday is going to be a pretty cool one about um, the new visual effects and how it's going to really change the future of characters appearing in Star Wars and what we think about that. So I'm um, really excited to do that. But uh, until then, enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you Thursday with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. And as always, we'll see you around, kids. <laughs>